Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome into 49ers Access. My name is Sterling Bennett, and do we have quite the show ahead of us today because we are a handful of days removed from Trey Lance's season-ending ankle injury on Sunday against the Seattle Seahawks. And as expected, as predicted, this fan base has run rampant and is starting to eat itself alive. There's uh, George Kittle hate. There is Jimmy Garoppolo hate. There's hate towards Mike Silver and the media and the teammates. It just seems like the fan base has turned on itself. And we're only in week two of the NFL season going into week three. And, uh, oh boy, (laughs) it's going to be a long season, isn't it, folks? But uh, we're going to talk about all that stuff. There are reports that are conflicting about Jimmy Garoppolo's timeline. uh, And really, it just seems like that everything that could be questioned, everything that could go wrong has happened in the first two weeks of the NFL season for the San Francisco 49ers. So let's dive into that in the next half hour or so. But before we do, I want to thank our sponsor, SeatGeek. You can use promo code 49ersaccess, 49ERSACCESS, at SeatGeek.com to save yourself $20 off your first purchase. Go watch the Niners play against the Broncos. Go watch them play against the Rams at home and save $20. In the meantime, gas is high, right? Inflation's crazy. Anytime you can save money is a good thing. Use that promo code, pound that promo code, 49ers access, 49ERSACCESS at SeatGeek.com. Save yourself some money and support the show in the meantime, but... Let's dive into what has been one of the craziest weeks uh, that I can remember uh, being a fan, being, I guess you can say, part of the media covering the Niners. And we have to start with this Mike Silver article because this seems to be one of the larger uh, pieces of, I guess, news, media, whatever you want to call it, that has fans royally pissed off. And there's two things to dissect in this. And we'll start with the smaller one, that being George Kittle. Because fans have... Fans seem to believe that George Kittle favors one quarterback over the other. They seem to feel that George Kittle favors Jimmy Garoppolo over Trey Lance... And that he has been showing that more and more and more. And now that Trey Lance is hurt, uh, Kittle has said some things that fans don't like. And the things that Kittle said, I don't understand how that, that has people angry. So when it comes to Kittle, 
a large part of this is that fans were upset in how he reacted to Jimmy Garoppolo scoring a touchdown against Seattle. Kittle ran up to him on the sideline, big smile, pounded his chest, all that good stuff you do to your teammates after they score a touchdown. So fans didn't like the reaction that Kittle had towards his own teammate scoring a touchdown to help improve their lead against an opponent in that game. If your mind just kind of cracked a little bit and kind of you had a stutter, yeah, that's how dumb this is. But the other part I can see, I guess, in some form of the word being upset at Kittle for is because apparently he was asked by Mike Silver, a reporter who used to be for the NFL Network, now he's at the SF Chronicle, uh, and I, look, you, you can think what you want of Mike Silver. It's not his fault when certain players say things, right? People can call Silver a hack. He's in the room somewhere, and he has whatever you can say about media attention. He gets eyes. He gets clicks. You can say it's clickbait, whatever, but he's in that room. Many of us are not. I have been in that room albeit a very short period of time, but I've been in that room. Silver's in there all the time after every game. Many others are not. So you have to take what he gives you, maybe with a grain of salt or at arm's length, but he's not going to misquote a player. And I think that's why fans are upset because what George Kittle said to me was not that big of a deal. George Kittle was asked about Trey Lance's injury, and he said it was atrocious and it was crushing. Right there, to me, that's like, okay, a given. And then that's not what fans are mad about, but they're mad about his ultimate reaction to the injury itself, right? He already was cheering for Garoppolo. That means he doesn't like Trey Lance, right? And now the injury is crushing and atrocious, right? And then he goes on to be asked about Jimmy Garoppolo, and he makes a comment that... You know, Jimmy's jawline's great, you know, says, you know, he's a pretty boy, he's a handsome guy, and that his quarterback sneak can cross the A-gap of the defense, or hit the A-gap, excuse me. And people were like, oh, that's a shot! That's a shot at Trey Lance! Oh, he's taking he's taking shots now, he's taking a dig at Trey Lance! He See, Jimmy can hit the A-gap, but Trey Lance can't? Is that is that it, Kittle? Is that it, George? And it's like, what? How does... How does him complimenting Jimmy Garoppolo's jawline and him saying his jawline can cut through the A-gap mean it's a bad thing about Trey Lance? Like, what? He wasn't asked about Trey Lance. He was asked about Jimmy Garoppolo. So, in, in, in what world... And... I think this is what it is. I think people understand that George Kittle and Jimmy Garoppolo are boys. They're friends. They're brothers. They hang out all the time, right? Even though Jimmy never texts Kittle back, they're boys. They're good friends. They've played together since Kittle was a rookie. Like, Jimmy Garoppolo, while not Kittle's first quarterback, was his first good quarterback in San Francisco, and so they have a camaraderie that Kittle and Lance do not have yet. They're boys. They've been to two playoff runs together. The end of the rookie season, amazing for Kittle, 5-0. and Jimmy Garoppolo's first five games in San Francisco. They went to a Super Bowl. Like, 
there's a lot of history there. They've been through the grind of a quarterback and tight end of teammates. People were like, well, why aren't you like that to Trey Lance? Well, because Trey Lance has started four games. That's why. And he wasn't even asked about Trey Lance. And when he was, he goes, that injury sucks. It was, it's atrocious. It's crushing. It sucks. So what's the deal? And it just makes me feel like the fan base is looking for a reason to be mad. Because they feel like they put all of their eggs into the Trey Lance basket. They ferociously and viciously supported Trey Lance. And there's nothing wrong with wanting Trey to succeed. If you didn't want Trey to succeed, you're an idiot. Because if he doesn't succeed, that means you wasted a first-round pick, and you can say wasted three first-round draft picks on this kid. It doesn't make sense to root against Trey Lance. It's a stupid thing to do. But, alas, there are some that do out there, so whatever. And I think part of the fan base was so vehemently in Trey Lance's corner, and they tore down Garoppolo, and they have torn down others that may have questioned even the small things about Trey Lance. Accuracy issues? Oh, he has none of those. You're just a hater. And now that Trey is out and the team is supporting their now quarterback, it bothers them. Which, again, to me makes no sense because the whole offseason with the understanding that Trey Lance will be quarterback number one and Jimmy Garoppolo is not going to be here, Kittle talked about how good Trey Lance was looking on the I Am An Athlete podcast. He hyped him up in the entire offseason. Kyle Juszczyk talked about when he bought in the Trey Lance during OTAs and training camp. It's not like they have to do that. They could easily say, ah, you know, and, and give the typical answer of like, yeah, he's coming along well. They didn't do that. They went into specifics. Fred Warner went into stuff. Like, this team was under the understanding that Jimmy Garoppolo was not going to be here. Then they find out he's going to be here. And guess what? Nothing changed. They still supported Trey Lance the best they could. Who was next to the cart when Lance got hurt? Warner, Garoppolo, Kittle. <laughs> so I, I I don't understand why the fan base is actively looking for people to be angry about. Especially a guy who didn't even play on Sunday. In George Kittle, he didn't even play. And people are mad. But I going further into the Mike Silver article, I think what happens is, is that they hear a quote, and I'll read the quote next, and they want to think of, oh, I know who that player is. That's this guy, and it's that guy. And there's two people who usually catch the ire of fans when it comes to supporting Jimmy Garoppolo, or being quote-unquote anti-Trey Lance. And the quote is, in the Mike Silver article in the Chronicle, is something several players and coaches enunciated privately in the wake of Sunday's game. The Niners are a better team right now without with Garoppolo as a quarterback than they were with Trey Lance. And as two of these quote-unquote realists, as Silver says, they told me after the game, I can't say it, but you can't. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now look, I don't know who said this. You don't know who said this. Nobody knows outside of Mike Silver, unless he's just blatantly lying, who said this. But what do fans do? They go, oh, I do. I I know, I know. When they have two Twitter followers and they aren't part of the media and they're not in the locker room, they weren't even at the game. They weren't even at Levi's, but I know, I know who it is. Hey, no, you freaking don't. No, you don't. Nor does Matt Mayoko. Nor does Jennifer Lee Chan or Chris Biederman or Kim Inman. No, you don't. Kyle Shanahan doesn't even know who said that. So so you don't either. <laughs> Stop trying to put your bias or uh, what you want to think into the article. Two of these quote-unquote realists told me. It says players and coaches. This could be a ball boy. This could be... The third assistant to the uh, you know general manager, like, and to think that many fans believe it's McGlinchey and George Kittle. If you're gonna think something, and look, I understand that the world's at a crazy place right now, right? Where you know, right, left, middle, center, they're all fighting each other constantly, whether it's political or social. This is out of the topic. Someone has to have a take on everything. Uh, someone, someone has to have their opinion said, and everyone wants to have confirmation bias, right? Everyone wants to get their word out there. And so when it comes to this, it's like just because you think something doesn't mean you need to say it. And if you're going to say it, you better believe it. And if you're going to believe it, you better have evidence to back it up. That's the one thing I tell my family, my friends. You can think that, but in order to think that and believe it and actively say it, you need to be able to have evidence to prove your point. Because if you can't prove your point, then what is your what, what are your words worth? Nothing. But of course, that matters not at all on Twitter. You can say whatever you want. No one cares. And then rumors get started. People start to believe that. And then they turn on the players on the team. And so people are like, oh, yeah, it, it was McGlinchey. It was Kittle. You know, I bet I can guess who those two guys were. <laughs> McGlinchey and Kittle. <laughs> and it's like, hey, you don't know that. So guess what? You can't believe that. It's like when you're in middle school and you hear a rumor and you're like, oh my goodness, like, wow, I can't believe, I can't believe Jennifer would say that. Hey, Jennifer, did you say that? No, I, I didn't say that. Oh, well, well, Becky said you did. Why would she say that? I don't know. And then guess what? The whole school believes you said that now, Jennifer. When in reality, you didn't say it at all because someone made it up. But now the whole school thinks less of you or thinks whatever of Becky. And it's like, why does the Niners have to be a middle school? 
when it comes to drama. At least the fans. Because I think the team itself is fine. I don't think there's drama on the team. At all. Which, it makes me so confused as to why the fan base continues to try to pry and look for something to want to create drama for. If you want drama, I can give you some drama. Right here. You want some drama? Because it's... I'm not going to say I can... I'm not going to say there isn't a hole or two in the story or someone's not telling the complete story. That's what it feels like to me. But there are conflicting reports that have come out over the past week or so, if not the last month or so, regarding the timeline for Jimmy Garoppolo and his return to San Francisco. So when Jimmy Garoppolo was brought back, shook the entire fan base, Shook the NFL world. It just felt like it was like, a, oh my goodness, we, we did not expect that. Uh, okay, I guess Jimmy's back. How is this thing going to work? And ESPN released their article because John Lynch spoke to the media. They they canceled practice to hold a press conference to announce that their backup quarterback, who was once their starting quarterback, was going to come back because they know that the media was like, what the heck? <laughs> Can you explain yourself, John and Kyle? And so John Lynch goes on to speak in the press conference, goes on the Rich Eisen show. They're all covering Jimmy Garoppolo being back and telling the press what happened and when it happened. And the when it happened is now the thing in question because ESPN has a story out around the same time Jimmy Garoppolo came back that John Lynch said that the conversations to bring back Jimmy started around August. Okay, that's fine. But then Jimmy Garoppolo says after the Week 2 game against Seattle, those conversations happened in the middle of training camp. Hey, that's not August. That's before the first preseason game. Like, those timelines are not the same. That's like July. It's late July for the middle of training camp. And it, and that's even if you're... And that is even if you're assuming that Jimmy is including preseason as part of that timeline of half. Because I took the end of... I took roster cut day... And the beginning of training camp, and I put it right in the middle, 65 days. It put us in late July. Well, if he's not even including that, well, then what are we doing? Like, that conversation then must have been had early in training camp. But he said the middle of training camp, okay, that's fine. But, okay, so when did we discuss, or when did they discuss bringing Garoppolo back? Was it in August? Prior to the last or after the third preseason game against the Texans? Or was it in the middle of training camp? Because that opens the door for a larger conversation. If you want to have drama and talk about real drama, that's it. Because that that will allow the fan base to ask questions of like, well, did they actually believe in Trey Lance? Or were they seeing things that concerned them? And because of those things, maybe it was the inaccurate arm of Trey Lance. 
because he was inaccurate in training camp. Maybe there was something they saw in camp that made them say, oh my God, I don't know if we can give this guy the keys this year. Let's bring Jimmy back as the backup QB in case he falters. And I don't know where I stand on it because I read both articles and I believe everything or most things that Kyle and John tell us because I had no reason not to, right? And they seemed to fully support Trey Lance. But then you see articles like this where either someone's lying, in this case, John Lynch or Jimmy Garoppolo, or something, or the the writer of the articles left something out. There's something missing in the story. But from what we have, those timelines don't add up. It's either happened in August, and we know that Garoppolo's camp said, okay, like, we'll, we will see where things go, and we'll hold off as long as we can, then we'll, you know, come to the table, restructure, and find a way to make this thing happen. But if that initial conversation happened in training camp, that's very different than happened in August. That's That lends itself to the conversation of maybe Shanahan and Lynch, primarily Kyle Shanahan because he's the coach and makes on-the-field 53-man roster decisions, of maybe Trey's not ready, or maybe there's at least concerns about his ability to run the offense. Now, there are reports, and Kyle said this, John said this, that Kyle said, would would Jimmy even do that? He sounds shocked that Lynch would even propose that to Kyle, of like, well, maybe we should look at Jimmy again. And if that's the case then that lends itself to another conversation, and it's a conversation that's already been happening, that Jimmy is John Lynch's boy, and maybe John, from his from in the window of his office, was watching Trey and said, oh, maybe there's something we should look at here because I'm, I'm a little worried. And maybe in their conversations, Kyle and John had discussed Maybe some of those concerns confided in each other like GM and head coach do. And when they did that, maybe John said, well, what about Jimmy? We can bring him back. And I think like you and myself and many other people thought Jimmy was a goner, right? And look, you can think whatever you want, good, bad, or the other. It doesn't matter. But the point is, is that we should all be thankful he's still here at least from an on-the-field standpoint. Our season's not over yet, right? We still have a chance to win. We ain't got Brocky P playing quarterback, or was it was uh, Burkert we just signed off the practice squad, right? It's like, I think that you want a Garoppolo, but the reports that ESPN released, that John Lynch said, in the conversation that Jimmy Garoppolo had with the media on Sunday, those timelines do not add up. And maybe someone misspoke, and this could all be a wasted conversation. That, that could be the case. Wouldn't be the first time, right? Especially in the last three seasons, right? <laughs> but it just makes you wonder, 
did they really believe in Trey Lance entirely? Now, I'm of the understanding or of the belief that, yes, they were okay going full steam ahead, Trey Lance, you are the starter. That you are going to be given the keys to this kingdom, and we are going to trust you to take us to the promised land this season. You do not give a 22-year-old quarterback who has thrown less than 500 passes since 2018 the keys to this organization in win-now mode unless you are completely bought in. They did that. I believe they were completely sold on Trey Lance and believed with reps this year, come the end of the season, he would be at least some form of the elite or really good quarterback that can get them over the hump this year. I don't think starting Trey Lance was punting. Is it a risk? (laughs) Yeah. But I don't think it's punting on the season. I think there was hope and optimism in Kyle and in John that come week 17, week 18, come the division around the playoffs, that he will be able to take us, he will have progressed so much that he will be able to take us to a Super Bowl and actually get the job done. Now, with that said, we talked on, what was it, Sunday after the game, and we had an open discussion regarding Trey Lance, the injury, what did it mean, all the things Kyle said, everything John has said. We ran through the entire story of Trey Lance, the entire timeline of Trey Lance in San Francisco, and I believe I had made a comment regarding, well, what if they saw some things they didn't like, or maybe it was the passing inaccuracies that they had seen, and they said, hey, we may have, or despite telling the team, despite telling the fan base that Trey's the guy, Maybe somewhere, somehow, we got too far ahead of ourselves and to protect ourselves from Trey faltering, now albeit he's hurt, but faltering on the field, let's just pitch the idea to Garoppolo and see what he thinks. Now, that happened to work out, and I'm I'm not saying that was the initial plan because it wasn't, right? The initial plan was to trade Jimmy Garoppolo. But when you think of the timelines not adding up now, and again, uh, mid-August and middle of training camp could be a week off, and it's nothing, right? But uh, all I'm saying is, is that door for a conversation is open to where maybe they said, look, we're too over our skis, man. We, we pitched and sold the fan base on Trace the Guys next year. This is our plan going forward. And we're still going to do that, but we do have legitimate concerns that we could be 0-4. We could be 1-3 in the first quarter of the season, or 1-4, excuse me. And we do, we can't afford to be there if we want to be a quote-unquote win-now team. So why not pitch the idea to Garoppolo and see what he thinks and 
if he doesn't want to come back, whatever, that makes sense. Then our plan is, you know, what's the worst he can say? No. That was our plan anyways. But if he says yes, that's a win-win for us. Jimmy said there were teams that were involved in trade discussions. So did John Lynch. Kyle Shanahan said a trade was supposed to happen. At the Combine, John Lynch said there was real momentum towards a trade. Now, what was offered? We don't know, but Benjamin Albright said it was only one third-round pick, and they still said no. So it's not like they didn't get an offer, and it's not like it wasn't something worth a value. A third-round pick is fine. Now, were they going to waste on a running back again? Maybe, but that's not the point. The point is that they were given something worth a value and said no. Then they got the training camp, saw Trey Lance play, and potentially, not concrete evidence of this, but potentially said, oh, well, let's give Jimmy a call just in case. I'm not saying that's true. I'm not saying that's false. All I'm saying is when you have two sides of a conversation— it's like when you're little, right, where, you know, one kid did something bad to a different kid, but the one kid that did the bad thing says, I didn't do that. That's not what happened. You have to hear both sides, right? And sometimes it's blatantly obvious who's lying. Now, in this case, we don't know. We have no idea who's lying. We have no idea who's telling the truth. No idea. But it's just the open door that is there now that will lend itself to a conversation like that. And I'm just saying, to get ahead of it, when you hear that, when you hear those conversations, I've tweeted it out, so have others. It opens that door of maybe there is doubt. And look, I'll be honest here. I have sat in a radio studio all day Sunday, all night Monday, and all night Tuesday. And I'll do it again on Wednesday and Friday. I have heard every single take you can have regarding Trey Lance and Jimmy G and Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch for the last three or I guess two years. I've heard every single take. I work in the industry. It's been awful. (laughs) It's been hard to hear that because it's, and I'll admit to it also makes, it makes you question where you sit on the fence because you can think one thing one day, get new information and change your mind. That's very valid. And other days you just, you hear the most spewed out garbage, but then sometimes that garbage infiltrates your thought process. You know, it's like the, the old saying garbage in garbage out, right? You put too much garbage in your brain. It's, it's going to come out, Right. And so, I don't know if the garbage has gotten in my brain. Maybe it has. (laughs) Maybe it has. And that's why I'm just so riled up about this and trying to dig in deep because, and and I'll be honest with you too, sometimes I question, like, am I overthinking it? Maybe I am. I know many people do. Sometimes I'm like, well, if that equals that and this equals this, well, is that what this means? And sometimes it's like, you got to take a step back and wonder and go, Am I being stupid? Like, does does what I'm thinking make any sense, right? And 
I've done that. And again, that's why I won't come out and be like, this is what happened. And this, they didn't like Trey. They didn't believe in Trey. But it's just when two timelines don't add up and it's the exact opposite side of the story, when it's John Lynch, Kyle Shanahan getting in front of the story, then it's Jimmy Garoppolo, what, three weeks later? Then kind of slipping in this note, and I'm not saying he was being nefarious, but kind of sliding in that, yeah, it happened, you know, middle of training camp. Well, that ain't August, Jimmy. It's not August. And it just makes you wonder. But one thing that makes me wonder is, what was Jimmy doing on Sunday? Because um, he looked a little different out there. And I think you saw it, and we'll be done here in a minute, but Jimmy was zipping it in. And I look, I'm not saying he was Mahomes or Allen or he looked like an elite quarterback, but Jimmy was zipping it in there like 2017 Jimmy, playing free. He was he he looked like he looked like the quarterback we saw when we first got a glimpse of Jimmy GQ, of porn star Jimmy, of Jimmy Gawapalo, of Gucci Gawapalo, right? He looked like that guy. I don't know if the shoulder surgery maybe fixed other things, if the rehab he did maybe made his arm stronger. I have no idea, and we have no idea how tired the, sh- the the shoulder was, right? Or how injured it was. And maybe it's because uh, last year he was hurt and that's the last impression I had of, of him in my head. Maybe that's it. But he looked, and he even said, look, it feels like 2017 again. And you can tell that's how he wants to play football. He wants to be able to be that quote-unquote gunslinger. Now, I'm not saying he's Brett Favre or Aaron Rodgers. Like, he's not that kind of gunslinger of, I'm going to just throw it 45 times a game. But what I mean is, is that he's going to play free, going to play relaxed, going to play a little less structured. And I think that might be the best thing for Jimmy. Because Kyle Shanahan firmly and stubbornly believes his system is the best way to combat any defense. And sometimes he's not wrong. A lot of the times he's not wrong. But I do think that because we've got so used to not seeing 2017 Jimmy, and maybe Kyle became more structured due to Jimmy Garoppolo's injury, Maybe, but it just feels like when Jimmy didn't know the playbook, he looked like the best quarterback we had seen. Now, in 2019, as a pretty darn good quarterback out there. And that was in the structure of Shanahan. So there are two sides to this argument, but it just feels like Jimmy Garoppolo looked happier playing freely in 2017 And we got another glimpse of that on Sunday against Seattle of he was not the most prepared guy. He was the scout team quarterback. He was, quote-unquote, Geno Smith for the defense in practice, gearing up for Sunday against the Seahawks. And he came in cold, but he played free. He made some mistakes. He wasn't the most accurate guy, but 
There was a great ball to McLeod. A ball that Ayuk that he dropped that was perfectly placed. Like, it, it, Jimmy looked like a precision passer. And that's not what he's been his entire career in San Francisco. And with that precision, there was some zip there. It felt like, you know, what's that movie? What's that movie? Uh, Rookie of the Year, where when the kid winds up his arm because he broke his elbow, it goes, and like, it like clicks back, like, and like, it like, his elbow clicks and he throws it in there. That's what it seemed like. It was like, whoa, like, it felt like Jimmy was kind of rejuvenated when it came to playing football. He had had the pressure of being the guy in San Francisco, and I'm sure he likes that stuff, but I just mean it felt like it felt like he was having fun again. Now, what I mean by that is it, it feels like the smile on his face came from a different place. It wasn't, we got the win, I'm happy. It was, wow, this feels like old times when I wasn't concerned about do I know the 17 lettered 17 numbered play call in my head. I can just go out there and ball, play sandlot ball, play backyard football, and I'm really good at this. And that's what it felt like. And so we'll see what happens on Sunday night against the Broncos. Russell Wilson, the Denver Broncos. We'll see what happens on Sunday. Hopefully that confidence carries over. Hopefully Shanahan can let Garoppolo be a little more free and hopefully they can get a win. Stay tuned for that preview podcast of that game against the Denver Broncos later in the week. But I want to let you know to, again, use that promo code 49ERSACCESS, 49ERSACCESS at SeatGeek.com. Save yourself $20 off your first purchase at SeatGeek. Also, follow us on social media. Let's have a conversation on Twitter at 49ers underscore access Instagram 49ers.access join over our 15,000 followers on both and you can also join us on chalkboard every game day to help us discuss every game every play on chalkboard get the app download the app in the app store join the faithful let's let's have a camaraderie have a community of Niner faithful on the chalkboard ad. You can find that link down in the description. And until next time, my name is Sterling Bennett reminding you to leave a like, share, subscribe, leave that review down below, and always stay faithful.